1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
3: Hi and welcome to everything is fine a podcast for women over 40 we are your hosts i'm kim france and i am jennifer (laughs) romalini jen and jen you just got back from the east coast you just made a quick trip to philadelphia
2: i did i had dinner with my brother my sister stayed with me in my hotel room one night um my best high school friends knew I was coming into town and like they all came in and we had dinner together Saturday night. Oh, how
3: nice. Including
2: a friend who drove in two hours, then turned around and drove two hours again. Amazing. It was, I am just here to say like friends, man. Like, I just, know. It's like friends. That's, that's the, that's it. That's the whole solution. It's just, I felt so Jo- I felt like so joyful just being with them. And, you know, we've known each other since we were teenagers. We all showed up. It was like, everybody looked the same to me, even though we're all 50. I was like, oh, well, nobody's changed. You know? Right. And it was just lovely. And also Philly. I was telling you before we got on, like, I don't even think it's like, it's like a shitty city. I love it. It's my shitty city. It's your
3: shitty city.
2: It really is. And like, I don't actually think it's a shitty city, but I know it's not like spectacular. I just love it. I just, I am charmed by it and it feels like home. And anyway, it was very hard to come back here is the bottom line.
3: Wow. Yeah. The friends thing is for real. And the old friends thing is for real. And it's amazing. Like you gave me goosebumps when you were talking about it, because they show up for you in the most amazing ways.
2: Yep. Yeah. And it's just... There's just something about it. There's something about knowing each other for that long. Like it just, we haven't all been together in years. I mean, I think the last time we were together, we were in our thirties, God, Mm. like all four of us together. And, um, it felt like no time had passed. Like it, that's a cliche, but it really felt like that. Like we fell into our same dynamic. We were making each other like die laughing. It was it was the best. It was just the best.
3: Oh, there's it, nothing better than that. That makes me think of the night that you and I went out to dinner with two of our friends. One of not the last time when you were in New York, but the time before that.
2: Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs>
3: we had so much fun that night. It was such uproarious fun.
2: And it was hours and hours. And it is. It's shared history. It's yep. just there's a comfort in that. It's its hard and it's hard to replicate in other, you know, when you relocate. When, it's just it's just it's just hard. It's well, just there hard. are just
3: there are just so many different flavors of friendship. That's also true. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like you can't the shared history thing. The only other people you have that with are your siblings. That's right. You know, and then your newer friends, like even your older newer friends, it's just a different thing.
2: Well, it's just a different thing because they know you as a, you know, the 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 older friends really have like a warts and all situation. Yes. You know, I mean, and I consider at this point, you and I older friends because we have known each other. I, we have history together, Yes, you we know, do. and it's, it's from a long time ago, even if we weren't close then we, we understand each other in a different way, a different kind of chemical way, because we just have context for each other.
3: Yeah. You know? Yep. No, it's really true. I remember at my wedding, I don't know why mm-hmm. I'm telling this story. It doesn't reflect well on me. But at my wedding, my sister-in-law, Shereem, who performed the ceremony, said some really nice things about me and said, you know, Kim is a person you can say anything to and she won't turn her back on you and blah, 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 blah. And I was like looking around the room and thinking, there are a couple of people in here who might argue with that. (laughs) people might have a tiny quibble with that assessment of me.
2: That's not true. You're not a judgmental person. You're really not. Like you really will just take a person like kind of like, you know, the warts and all. I really think that about you.
3: I know, but I feel feel guilty about ragging on my friend for buying a Chanel bag last week.
2: I know. I don't know why we didn't cut that.
3: (laughs) It occurred to me to cut it and I really should have. Um, So I feel guilty about it.
2: Well, we're sorry. And you were having a moment of pettiness and you're sorry.
3: Yes. And I guess better, better to judge people on petty things than like the really big things.
2: I mean, yeah. Like the terrible things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, totally. Um, yeah. I've uh, like this holiday season is just shot for me. I think we're going to have to cancel this party. No. Like, cause, yeah. Cause the kid's sick and it's just, you just, the kid has, okay. You know, when you're with, around somebody who's sick. And you're like, okay, when's it coming for me? Like there's, are so sick that it's just like a sick vapor is just around them. And you're aware that like, they don't, my kid doesn't have COVID. We, I mean, they've been tested twice, so who knows, but I came home to like a very sick kid who has like the flu or RSV, whatever that fucking other thing is. I don't know. My kid has something and we'll, we'll see where it goes right now. They're, you know, they're not worryingly sick, but they're sick. Like you forget like, okay, this is just sick. Yeah. And I've just I'm looking around and I'm like, when? <laughs> when, <laughs> when is it coming for me? Because it's gonna come for me. Anyway, so we're gonna have to cancel the party. But that's about that's what I was gonna say is, and this is kind of a bummer thing that happened this week. Um, a good friend, not a close friend, but a close colleague and a person I knew in that capacity. And so they were my friend. I've worked on several projects with them, passed away last week.
3: Mm, I'm so sorry. She
2: was my age or younger, maybe um, around my age. And she just suddenly passed away. And she was such a good, good person. And I really like loved her. Like I trusted her and I liked working with her and I looked forward to our next project. Like We just wrapped a thing together and we just like would find ways to work together. And it was so sudden and I can't believe it. Like I know she was working on a book proposal. Like she wasn't ready to die. You know, yeah. there's just, So this holiday season is not in any way like, you know, the house is not it's just nothing that like I would think of as the holiday season. Like I just spent five days of the holiday season in a hospital like with like one of those dinky fucking Christmas trees, those dusty ass, you know. (laughs) And and I have to say, I feel like I am more in what the correct spirit of the holidays is than I've ever been, which is like oh my God, I am so blessed. I cannot believe the love I have in my life. I can't believe the people who show up for me. I can't, I can't believe the life I have. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's it. It doesn't fucking matter if you have the Christmas cookies made or whatever the fuck you're doing. You know, it's like, it's really that I got, just got to spend quality time, with, you know, nine people I love between my family and my friends. And now I'm getting I work from home. So I'm caring for my child in like a very doting way. And like, that's it. Yep. That's all it is. That's the whole fucking thing.
3: Yeah, you know, and it's a shame that when we have those moments that are usually born of something very sad happening, that jolts us into perspective it's a shame that that perspective never really lasts but i think it's just the nature of the beast
2: i think you just kind of can't live in that space for very long i think it's just really hard to stay in it yeah. To stay in in it because it's just it's too vulnerable it's too open life is full of too much bullshit you know yeah i mean that's that's sort of what i what i think i don't i don't know
3: i don't yeah. know yeah now, speaking of Christmas and changing yes. changing, the, Ch- changing my bummer death in hospital topics to something completely stupid, were you Go aware ahead. of the existence of Christmas themed bars? You mean
2: year round Christmas themed bars?
3: It is my understanding that most of them are pop ups or they take existing spaces over and turn them and they make them Christmassy.
2: This is stupid. <laughs> because any bar can be a Christmas-themed bar <laughs> if you fucking decorate the bar for Christmas.
3: <laughs> These fucking Gen Zers again. <laughs> well, I, I, I know I never... I promise never to bring up Time Person of the Year, Taylor Swift, again on this podcast. <laughs> you but did not. I not. Pr- but I did read that she and Travis Kelsey, after a game, their most recent game, which the Kansas City Chiefs lost um hosted a party at a christmas themed bar in K- Kansas City. So I thought is this just a midwestern thing or does this exist everywhere? And so I googled it and I learned that right here in my own backyard are christmas themed <laughs> bars.
2: Are you sure? They're not <laughs> just a bar that's super <laughs> decorated. That's super <laughs> decorated. Like like the Holiday Cocktail Lounge, I feel like it always looks like a christmas themed bar like That's funny. I just also there's nothing like like being in an old like wood bar in New York when they put it when they like slap up the Christmas lights. It's, it's just true. the Best in like this shitty dusty tree. Like I love a janky. I love a janky Christmas. Um, who used to do it? Kate Spade's husband used to document. What is his Jack's? Was it Jack Spade?
3: No, that was the name of the company. Andy Spade.
2: Andy Spade. Andy Spade's Instagram was janky Christmas decorations for like years. Mm-hmm. And then when she died, um, I mean this is now bummer. I'm headed back to Dummer bummerland. I know. I can't help it. I'm I'm so like I'm so like oh life.
3: <laughs> no, that was very sad when Kate Spade died. That was horrible. Tragic. It was horrible. It was horrible,
2: but I guess she really loved Christmas. So he stopped doing this bit on social media and Mm -hmm. then he, they, he just, they put up in like a field, like a, a Christmas tree that's up for like in her hometown, like a Christmas tree that's up year round. That's lit year round. Um,
3: I know. Wow. I know that's, that just gave me the chills again. I'm really getting the chills a lot today.
2: I mean, you know you know, here I am. This is the purpose I'm serving. Never going to get to wear that pleather jumpsuit. I'm telling you, I could just feel it's just never happening. You're
3: going to wear the pleather jumpsuit to our live event in LA, which is going to happen when one of our Los Angeles listeners secures us a spot,
2: secures us a spot. Look, we'll take any night, any time. Our last show was at like 2 PM. <laughs> I know on Easter Sunday. We'll do anything we'll do anything we don't care um no I had I got a few suggestions for it we'll we'll figure it out we'll we'll figure it (laughs) out we'll definitely figure it out I did nothing I've I've absorbed no like no culture I mean we'll have like a we're gonna have a best of episode that we'll talk about culture but I've done shit I don't what did you do this week
3: well I did watch a movie okay I watched The Holdovers, which is an Alexander Payne movie. Okay. And it is about um, the kids who get stuck in the dorms at a fancy boarding school over Christmas vacation.
2: Mm.
3: And Giamatti's in it, right? And Paul oh, Giamatti's sorry. in it. And he plays mm-hmm. like the teacher they get stuck with who's you know loathes the students and is loathed by the students. And
2: mm-hmm. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. There's, I have a whole list of things I, that I want to watch. Also, I want to see um, Invisible Beauty. Do you see that documentary that's up? Um, it's the story about, um, God, I'm forgetting her name. I should just not even, I should just stop talking. Oh, it's a story. It's a, it's a oh, that would be really good for the podcast. No, it's a, it's a documentary about Beth Ann Hardison um uh the 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 yes the the amazing black model and that i just saw like i was just watching a bunch of things about that on instagram and it looks great and i really i really would like to watch that that's my
3: to watch yeah what's the name what's the name of the movie with emma stone in it and nathan fielder oh i don't isn't
2: is it Emma? Is it Nathan
3: Fielder? I thought is it, it was. Poor,
2: are you talking about poor things? I am talking went, about poor things. Well, will, Willem Dafoe is Nathan Fielder in is in that movie? I think I know. So. I know Rami is in it, but I didn't know. And who else is in it? Um. Oh my God. <laughs> i know <laughs> oh my god this is a hard uh, okay mark ruffalo love i love i love anything with a mark ruffalo in it i <laughs> i don't think that um let me see I'm, maybe i'm thinking
3: of another m I'm, I'm thinking of an emma stone it's either a series or a movie that they're in together but i could be inventing this
2: I think you might be, I think you might be right that Nathan Fielder is in it. I'm looking at IMDb right now. So we will, we will know for sure. (laughs) So fun for Natalie to have to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you should know that like, when we go off on these like stumbles, Natalie cuts them out. And then I'm like, wow, we sound so great. And then I remember (laughs) how long it took us, how long it took us to get to, um, get to the situation. Um, I don't see him in this, but maybe he is in it.
3: Maybe I'm thinking of something else.
2: I don't know. He's probably in it and i just can't find it. I want to see that. I want to see poor things. I want to see, um, May, December. I want to see, um, the movie you just talked about. I, did you watch Oppenheimer?
3: No. And I need to, and I know that it's like Schindler's list. I need to, (laughs) right? And it's so long. It's
2: like four days long. It's
3: just... it's just endlessly long.
2: And then like also the Scorsese movie, which I did not watch flowers of the
3: killers of the flowers of, the... yeah.
2: of the flower moon. I didn't watch that because I was like, that's like a, that's a three day investment.
3: I, <laughs> I know. And also a bummer and an important bummer, but a bummer.
2: Yeah. An important bummer, but a bummer. Um, Yeah. What else? What other movies do you want to see? The Golden Globe nominations came out.
3: I saw that the Golden Globe nominations came out. I mean, I guess I'm going to want to see the um, Leonard Bernstein movie. Maestro. Maestro. (laughs) Maestro. Um, Are you going to want to see it? Not in a theater. (laughs) Not in a theater. I mean, and that's that's like a big thing, you know, at this point, because you can if you wait long enough, you can stream anything, anything anything so, you know yes. movies movies like barbie was in the theaters and then you know now i don't think you can stream it yet i think you have to pay but you don't have to wait long and it paying for the movie costs less than two people going to the movie so yeah it's true um yeah i so saw i looked at the golden globes nominations i looked at them i saw that Keita Brunson. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name mm-hmm. from Abbott Elementary. I believe she was nominated for a Golden Globe. And it made me wonder what happened to that show. I guess the strike sort of got in the way. Yeah, it's going
2: to it's going to come back. I saw that Ted Lasso
3: was and
2: I was like, come on, this last Ted Lasso season was such trash. And you know why it was trash in my did I tell you my theory about why Ted Lasso was trash? I'm still stuck on the fact that
3: you think the last season of Ted Lasso was a trash. You thought it was good the last season? Did you I really like it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh my God. I thought we were going to totally agree on this. I was like, this is bad. Tell me why you thought it was bad. Because
2: I think that in my opinion, there was a plot that was supposed to go a certain way, which was the Ted Lasso's character was maybe going to be kind of an asshole because his wife was with this new man and he was going to be kind of an asshole. And then he was going to have a different kind of arc because he was going to kind of be a jerk. Like we're going to have something interesting happen to Ted Lasso instead of zero character development really over time. And I think Sudeikis was like, whoa, (laughs) uh, my, I, I just, there's this salad dressing thing out there. I'd lay down in a driveway. Like we're not, we're not doing this. So what they did instead was they really focused on characters that I didn't care as much about. I mean, maybe everybody else really is into Nate, but that was way too much of a Nate arc for
3: me. Okay. I agree with you about that. Too much Nate. Also,
2: the episodes were like, some of them were like an hour and 10 minutes long. I was like, what are you, what is this show anymore? <laughs> It wasn't about the sport at all. Not that it has to be, but it just, I felt like it really lost its way. And I felt like it was, I really felt disappointed and like it was bullshit. And even like the characters I loved, like Brett Goldstein's character, like, I just felt like everything that I was, I was there for, it, it didn't give me anymore. Right. And I think it was a Sudeikis. I really do think that it was like way too much of a, of a, he was just like, no and so there was then this aborted aborted plot mission and now we just had this thing where it was like six episodes of Nate and i don't i you know charming as a side character but not as not to me should step into the into the the main character role
3: yeah you have a point and i'm very i'm intrigued by your theory as to what was gonna happen
2: it just looked that way to me i mean cuz you could yeah. see it like the 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 his ex-wife is getting involved with somebody. And I think that that would have been a more interesting arc if he had, if he had struggled, if he had become kind of an asshole, I think that's where it was going to go. And then they just took a turn because if you really watch it, it didn't make sense. Hmm. It like, you were like, what's going on? Where this is like, where is Ted Lasso in Ted Lasso? Like, what is he? Yeah. He was just absent from many episodes. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's my Ted Lasso theory. I can't believe I haven't shared it with you. I can't believe we talk every week and I haven't. I've had a bee in my bonnet about this for like three.
3: Months. I can tell. <laughs> well, I'm excited because the crown comes back this week and then it'll be gone. Yeah. I, the crown is coming back and then it will be gone, but I can't believe that it
2: came like that. They served up those two parts of the season that quickly.
3: It's a little weird because when they did it with Better Call Saul or Mad Men, I think they did it with Mad Men too, there was a, a hunk of several months in between the first half and the second half of the season.
2: Yeah. It seems strange that they didn't have any time in between. That seems strange to me. Yep. Um. Oh, I forgot. I, I feel like I need to say this because my friend, my high school friend's sister, reached out to me, uh, Kristen. Hello. Um, she wanted me, she, she works in as a financial advisor and she wanted me to tell everybody that whole life insurance can sometimes be good for people. She was like, and I was like, she was like, listen, I don't want you to be giving people bad advice. And I was like, I don't think anybody's listening to me about money head, advice for money advice. And if they are like, God love them. But anyway, she wanted me to have everybody know that to talk about their whole portfolio with whomever they're talking to. And sometimes whole life insurance serves a purpose. It's not always an evil. So there I go. See, I'm being responsible, Kristen.
3: <laughs> Very good to know. Um, Dry new is coming up. Oh, interesting. When everybody quits drinking for the month of January. Yes are you going to? It sounds like kind of like doing it for a pure, a a, a finite amount of time could be kind of a cool experiment. I too, I similarly have been thinking about a sober January,
2: dry January, whatever. (laughs) Um, I've been thinking that I might, um, I might stop smoking pot for like a month and see what happens.
3: Such a good idea. I I mean, I'm saying it's such a good idea for me. I don't know. For both of us. I I know. I I guess it's a good idea. I guess. A little resistance break.
2: Yeah, it's a little resistance break. I think for me, it's always when I can't imagine stopping that I should stop. Yep. Yep. So I think I might do that. I don't know. Do you have any like New Year's resolutions? I mean, we could talk about this later, but do you have like, is that, is that?
3: (laughs) I don't, I don't make New Year's resolutions. My main resolutions now all center on my upcoming birthday. Okay. Like this is, this, these are ways I've got to get my shit together before I turn 60.
2: Can we go on a trip for your birthday?
3: Oh, wouldn't that be fun?
2: Can we go on a trip? I would love a trip.
3: Copenhagen. Copenhagen. (laughs) Copenhagen. We just got one of our commenters today. One of our questions was, when are you coming to Copenhagen?
2: I might be going to Copenhagen next August. We should go as a, as a thing for the show, but I've been, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like a book situation going in Copenhagen. I told my editor, I was like, I don't know. I think Kim and I are big in Copenhagen. I don't know. Like, it's not like it's like Hasselhoff or something, you know, like he's he's big. In, um, I don't know if it's true, but I would just like to go to Copenhagen. Um, but yes, Copenhagen. But I was thinking more somewhere warm.
3: Yeah, somewhere warm would be nice. Well, I am going somewhere warm when I come out to L.A., but then somewhere really warm.
2: Yeah. Well, when you come out to L.A., it's going to be the winter. It's like, yeah you know, it's, it's going to be I know
3: it's going to be in the 40s and 50s. It's the
2: 50. I mean, maybe you get like a nice 60s day. It's a
3: that's possible, but. I'm still looking forward to it already. Yeah, no, I'm psyched for you to come. I feel the need to tell you a story about Copenhagen. Oh, please do. When I was a teenager, my grandfather sent all of his grandchildren on a teen tour of Europe together on a bus. Wow. Yes, he thought we weren't close enough and he wanted us to be closer, so he sent us on a trip on this... Crappy teen tour of Europe where you go to one country every day and oh
2: you don't get to really see
3: anything anything oh, you just that's get the to, worst you just tick it off your list oh. so I was in Copenhagen and I was out at a bar very late at night and I was talking to this couple and they were really nice to me and they kept saying like why don't you come home with us and I was like cause I got to catch the bus in the morning <laughs> like they were like come home with us I was like no no I really can't it was decades later that I realized they wanted to have a threesome. Oh my God. How old were you? I was 17, 18. Oh, and the most sheltered, like, you know, naive 17 or 18 year old. I mean, I wouldn't have gone, but I have no regret about how it played out. It's just amazing to me that it took me years to figure out that that's what that was about.
2: Alex and I have been cruised by swinger couples a couple times in our lives. <laughs> it happened twice. Like, it happened once at a bar in Boston, and we were just talking to this couple. And I then, like, all of a sudden, it was like, wait a second. What is happening? They want like, this – and we're just such doofs in that way that is not <laughs> – it's just not us at all, and like it's happened to us, I think twice, and both times, like afterwards, we're like, "Do you think that that was?" And yes, it was. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's. I always mean, weird. no
3: no judgment of course on any of it yeah exactly like good for you like that kind of
2: but that is not it's certainly not who it's not who each of us is individually but certainly not as a couple like we certainly are not, not as a couple not that that's not that's not our thing um but good for you
3: no, i know i've never i've never actually had a threesome i i i can go through life saying i've never actually had a threesome i never wanted to have a threesome i always felt like i would just like the two other people would get busy with each other and I'd just be hanging out, staring at my cuticles.
2: I've never had one either. I was just trying to think, have I had one? And no. (laughs) And it's because I just, I've choked a couple of times before I could have had one because I, I just, the anxiety that I would be too confused. (laughs) It's a lot. I would think it would be a lot. Really confusing. And I have to say, like a lot of people give the um, and just like that, the sex in the city reboot a lot of shit. Miranda trying to have a 50-year-old woman or a 50, whatever, a middle-aged threesome and not knowing where to put her hand, like putting her hand like a claw on somebody's (laughs) arm. Just like (laughs) just like not knowing how to bust into the whole thing. Like that's exactly how I'm I'm too
3: awkward. Yes, that's how I would feel. Exactly what you said. Like I didn't know how to bust into the whole thing. Like I wasn't. Like it was highly choreographed, and I had no steps.
2: And it's just a lot of parts. I feel like I would get really overwhelmed by all the things happening. Um, you know, and I don't like. And I, like, look, it depends. Like, if it was two men, like that, my I don't know which which would be worse because two dicks. I would be like,
3: whoa. No, yeah, too much dick. <laughs>
2: Okay. (laughs) And like, not even like that. I can't think that it's sexy. It's like totally a sexy thing to me. I just think placing myself in it. I'm so clumsy. I just can't imagine.
3: No, I I just think the risk of me spontaneously beginning to laugh would be too high. (laughs) Or, or or worse, just like throwing a limb and knocking
2: somebody's eye out, you know, like, just just awkward. I mean, in the in the show, like Miranda gets a Charlie horse in the middle, which is just the funniest thing to me, because like, of course, because you're putting your leg up in a weird way. Like, of course, that would happen. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody who is I this is a project I definitely want to take on because I, I uh, like. I would love to write a book about sex because of this, because of my awkwardness, and because I'm like, what? How? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Take a quick break for some ads.
3: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall.
0: HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?
3: Yes, yeah, so the resolutions around my birthday like eat better, okay? Figure out some kind of exercise situation. We have to have a fitness guest on. We have to have a fitness guest. And and like other stuff I just got to do. Other stuff too embarrassing to mention on the podcast that I I haven't dealt with that I have to deal with. Yes, yes, I know. But no, I never make I never make New Year's re- resolutions because they're I mean it, it it just, it feels a little forced, you know, like yeah. on this day, I, whenever I've made big changes, I've just woken up one day and said, okay, this is the day this big change happens.
2: Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I feel like they just, everything's evolving. And so I don't even think like a big change for me, a big change just happening one day. That's doesn't really work for me. Like I have to like slowly build things into the system Yeah, or else I'll just do it for three weeks and then it will stop. Yeah, You know? So it's like, and then I'm disappointed in myself, you know, it's, it's hard to commit to things. I have to say I could, I think I could live in a hotel forever. I did live in a hotel for a summer. Yes. And I, ha- I lived when I was married, my, my ex-husband, which I probably shouldn't say this, but he was in, um, he was like a hotel executive and we did live in hotels sometimes. And I did live in a hotel for six months and I did miss having a kitchen eventually. Um, but it's nice to live in a hotel. It's nice to just leave and have somebody clean up and it's nice yep. to just go downstairs and you start to get in the rhythms of the hotel. You're like, Oh, and this is when the the guy I like is on for breakfast, you know?
3: Yeah. No, I love hotels. I yeah. love hotels. I, I, I love staying in hotels. I, I spend too much on hotel rooms when I travel. Oh, me too. I love, I just love it. I use every
2: single amenity. I'm just like, Oh, there's a, like a, there's a robe. There's a, you know, whatever the fuck
3: I don't even care. And for some reason, anything in a mini bar is like twenty times more appealing to me because it's in the mini bar. You know, shit I would never eat, like the Cajun mix. When do I eat <laughs> Cajun mix except in a hotel room? It's
2: just there. It's just there. It's like glow. It's like a glow, and it's like I know this. I know this one nut is thirty dollars,
3: and I don't care. <laughs> Well, I know, I won't mention the hotel you stayed at in Philadelphia, but it's a hotel that I sometimes stay at in Philadelphia. And I was very thrilled to see on your social media feed that (laughs) they have reinstated room service.
2: Yes, it was. The room service was was trash. The breakfast itself downstairs in the kitchen was good. The room service was trash, like thick omelet, like just like a plate that was wet and shouldn't have been, you know, just like, you know, just things had kind of gone wrong. But... It doesn't matter because it's room service. Like room service is always good even when it's horrible. It's magic. It's magic. You're in your fucking
3: pajamas and somebody brings you a tray of food and then takes yeah. it away. And often brings like little mini Heinz ketchups with it. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
2: No, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing as good. And I had a sofa. I had like a sectional in to- on top of it. It was like, oh my God, I was working in there. I was like, this is fantastic. It's fantastic. And then I came home. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I I love, I love all you guys, but you know, you're, you're, you're not as great as Gregory at the hotel.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, I understand. Um, what else is on your list? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm very bored with everything I cook. Okay. Okay. I need like, I need some new ideas. I need some like I sound sound like such a housewife. I need some easy, fast, (laughs) weeknight dinners.
2: (laughs) Okay. Alex, my husband, is teaching himself to cook. Mm -hmm. And he has been working his way through Alison Roman's cookbook. Really? Yes. And he's been making amazing, amazing things that don't actually look that hard. Really? And I would also say Julia Tertian is amazing, amazing for like weekday, like just the most amazing meatballs I've ever had, you know, just like really, really good. Her, all of her cookbooks are good. I would say either of those are fantastic.
3: Yeah. I need a new cookbook. I need, cause I Google recipes, you know, but you never know if you're getting a good recipe when you Google, there's no like. They're used, like, does Epicurious even exist anymore? And was it ever good? I don't know. It was, and it does, but it's, like, hard to, um, it's hard, it's hard to
2: deal with now. Like, it's like you have, like, I, like everything, like there's like, you, you get on there and there's like a million pop-ups and then there's another ad and then you accidentally click on the ad and then there's a video and then, you know, and then finally yeah. you get to the thing, but then there's six more ads and recipes because they're all trying to win in search traffic. I fucking can't stand how long the information is before I get to the recipe. It's horrible. I don't want to know your whole life story. I just want to see what these cookies are.
3: I know. It's very Well, usually at the top, they have something that says jump to recipe. Mm, Not always,
2: not always, but yeah. So that, so that's been helping Alex learn to cook. Like I, I, you know, I figure out a bunch of different things. Like I, once I understand, like, I'll be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to make something that's kind of like a paella. Like once I have like a flavor profile, I can do pretty much anything, but it's just, you know, whatever he does not have. that, so he's teaching himself to cook, which is very exciting for him. I have something. I got my Spanx pants in the mail.
3: The Spanx pants, there's been so much discussion of on the Facebook group. So much discussion. I wrote about the
2: Spanx pants on the on the on Patreon. I was like, are these the perfect pants? Maybe. And then I didn't order them, but then I did order the same pair because they were on super sale and they were bright red. And I was like, I like a bright red pant. I could try these. So I got them. They finally came. They took a long time to come. Something to know everybody. But I did buy them during Black Friday. They might have had like a high volume. I put them on this morning because they came while I was gone and they're fucking perfect. They (laughs) just fit perfectly. They sort of hug everything in. The material is thick. They're like cut really nicely. They kind of have a wide leg. They're a little bit cropped because I'm tall. Like I think that on somebody who was, you know, a couple inches shorter, they would actually hit right at the ankle. But I, I was looking at them in the mirror and I was like, God, I look good in these pants. And I was like, I look better in these pants than I've looked in any of the fucking 40 pairs of jeans that I've tried yeah. on over
3: the past. And I was like, that's it, just pants, no jeans. Yeah, pants are hard too, though. I, tell me what the name of these Spanx pants are because Spanx offers several pants. And when I went to go look, I didn't know which ones we were talking about.
2: These are like, they're called like the per, they're called like the perfect pants or something. Okay. They just the thing is like they're because it's kind of like wearing a. It, the thing is it's kind of like wearing a spank, like but it's not that right. uncomfortable. But it's like it, it's they understand that you have the you know that maybe you would like whether you are feeling wonderful about your body or not. Maybe you would like to have a uh, a you know a clean lined silhouette. Let's say that right. It was just right. like a, a line, a, like a, you know, and so that's how they treat these pants. Like they're, they they're, they're very thoughtful. Okay. So their pants are called the perfect pant, the perfect pant. And you can get them in high rise, flare, slim, straight, wide leg or split hem, which bullshit. I'm not getting split hem. That's bullshit. No, it's
3: split hem is, I don't understand that as a thing. I got the perfect pant kick flare
2: in like this bright red color. And like, you know, I might, I might want them to be longer. Like I said, they're a little short on me, but they're fucking great pants. I'm going to get them. They're really good pants. The only thing is if you care about pockets, they do not have pockets. They don't have pockets and they, they have, they have cheap pockets. They have absolute like bullshit cheap pockets. Like I did try to put my hand in a pocket and I was like, that's not a pocket. (laughs) Right. but they don't have pockets because they're keeping this the
3: silhouette. They're keeping it. They're keeping it nice and neat. I have to try them. I need. I'm having a pants problem. Pants. I'm wearing today. I'm wearing J Crew corduroys. Like I like them. They're fine. But I. I don't know. I. I. I don't know why it's so hard. I just. I don't. And you know what the thing is? I was with my sister. I'm sorry, everybody. Now
2: we're probably talking about this for too long, but I was with my sister this weekend. I was like, those those jeans are nice. And she was like, no, they're not. Come on, they're not that nice. And <laughs> I was like, they are nice. She was like, I'm having the worst time with jeans right now. And I was like, oh my God, you are. She was like, I've bought like a hundred pairs of jeans and this one and this problem with this one. She was like, I know that we have to give up skinny jeans. She was like, but I understood how to make those work. I don't have, yep. the, the land of jeans now just doesn't make any sense to me. And I was so relieved to have somebody else just yeah. in this torment with jeans.
3: You know, the other day I was, I I, I got a pair, of, I, I I tend to, th- do okay with J. Crew jeans and pants. So I ordered two pairs of jeans on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. One of them was a wide leg pair. I tried them on. I was immediately like, these look terrible on me. Yes. Then a week later, a week later, I put them back on and I was like, huh, actually, they're kind of cool. Really? Like wide leg jeans, wide leg jeans. I think I'm kind of into these. Okay. So I wore them around all day and I said, Paul, what do you think of my jeans? And he's like, Oh, they're really cute, Kim. They're the perfect thing for if you're not going to leave the house all day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. That's incredible. I too got those wide leg jeans thinking that I was going to look like, you know, Lauren Hutton. (laughs) I was like, oh, for sure. I'm going to look like Lauren Hutton. I'm just going to wear them with a white button down and a brown belt. And I did not. I looked terrible in them. They, there uh, was yeah. Nothing. There was nothing good about them. There was not one, not one part of it looked good. Not the legs. Not the ass. Not the stomach. Not the crotch. <laughs> nothing.
3: I don't know what we're supposed to do. Spanx pants. I guess that's what we're supposed to do. We're
2: supposed to, I'll be curious to see how you feel. So it'll be interesting to see which one you pick and how you feel. But I, I was skeptical because also I, for some reason, this bright red pair, because I'm cheap, you know, this bright red pair on Black Friday was on sale for 60 bucks. And I was like, oh, I'm a hundred percent buying them because they're 150 usually. Mm -hmm. But now I just had them on. I was like, oh, this just feels like a normal pair of pants. I feel great. Wow. So that's my, that's my, that's my big update. (laughs) That's. (laughs) (laughs) really just
3: fascinating.
2: Okay. Um, Okay. Here we go.
3: Are we going to ask questions now? We are. Do any products actually, oh, by the way, I think
2: it's perineum and I think we called it perineum. I think it's perineum, by the way, nobody corrected me on that, but I think that I'm right. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I'm about to, I'm about to pronounce something I do not know how to pronounce. Okay. (laughs) Do any products actually help with our ravaged Decollete. Oh, thank you. And crepey skin. This is one for you. No. I mean, some things can like change the texture of your skin and the fine lines. It's not the crepiness so much, but there are like, you know, there are like tightening creams. Like there's a gold bond cream that will make it look smoother. But really for this, you need a laser treatment. It's not surgery. Somebody said nothing does except surgery. It's not that. You actually can get like a clear and brilliant laser treatment or one of these laser treatments that will actually help that skin and they do them for your chest. Or you can do a Morpheus 8 or you can do something that is specifically meant to help improve the texture of your skin and also lighten age spots. So if that's what's going mm-hmm. on, that's that's what you need for that crepiness. Um, and that will rejuvenate, build collagen. You can make it look softer and moisturized, which will make the lines appear less and make it look smoother. But really, you're going to have to get a laser, I think. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay.
3: What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, I can't. That's, Im- that's impossible. Okay. Name some movies. Name okay. some movies you love. There's a foreign film called
2: uh, Together by Lucas Moodysson about a cult that I love so much. Lucas Moodysson has done many movies I love. There's also a movie he did about like a young girls uh, rock band that I really loved. There's another foreign movie called Black Cat, White Cat that I love a lot. I watched it. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind a couple weeks ago and I was like oh I still really love that movie but these aren't like this is just like coming at the top of my head like this isn't like all time favorite you know but like these are some of my favorite movies continue you go
3: I will be the lowbrow voice the voice of lowbrow because all my favorite the movies that I love to rewatch are all comedies okay okay like The In-Laws with Alan Arkin and um, Peter Falk that's not lowbrow. That's wonderful. That's like one of the great comedies that yeah. there's ever been. Yeah. But like, This is Spinal Tap, a movie I could watch over and over again. Right, right. Um, Fast Times at Richmond High, a movie I could watch over and over again. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. A uh, Kramer um, versus Kramer was like a giant,
2: yes. giant fate. Like, I could still watch that a million times. Tootsie. Not as problematic as you think, still not perfect, but not as bad as you think. Tootsie, I've watched probably 4,000 times. Jessica Lang is a goddamn revelation in that movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, another question.
2: All right. Seems like most everyone I interact with is tired and grumpy and borderline depressed despite, quote, having it all together. How do you continue to find the humor in it all? Do you crumple up after putting on a good show like the rest of us? Um... I cry every day. I'm like Holly Hunter <laughs> in uh, in that movie in the broadcast news. I love crying. I like had this great time in Philly, and then at one point I was just like, "Oh, I need to cry for like t- at least twenty minutes." <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> I cry every day. Yeah, I don't fall apart very often, but I have gone through periods where I fall apart daily, and I don't know. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this question.
2: I mean, I think that like. I think that I think the, I think the, the, the essential the central problem here is like she's saying after putting on a good show.
3: I think that neither of us <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't get it. That's right. That's why I don't understand. That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: That's, right. That's the disconnect right there. It's like <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god! I
2: love you. I love you too. But really—I'm glad I was able to boil that down for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we Okay. I have a good one for this. Okay. You've discussed body odor. I also worry if my house smells weird. This is also a thing that I worry. I'm always like, does it smell like dog breath and like chickpea yeah. juice? Okay. Any favorite? <laughs> <Pea> <laughs> <juice>. <laughs> totally. Cause like, how would you know? Are you the people with the weird house? Smell? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. Any favorite room spray or room deodorizer or things you boil to make the house smell good when guests come over. Okay. So there's this line, I think it's called Samoto Canyon. And it's one of these, these like weird, you know, diffusers, diffusers, but I also use their room spray and it smells so good. Let me find the exact one. This is the, the, the Palo Santo one. I love it so much, Um, but I don't know if it's, I don't know what it's called. I wrote about it on our Patreon a long time ago because I actually had this whole problem. I was like having this whole, oh, I know what it is. It's, it's from a company called Nanin. And it's the Samoto Canyon reed diffuser, but they also have room fragrances and they're incredible. And everybody who comes to my house is like, oh my God, that smells so good when I spray it or when I have this guy active. So that is my solution. And I think that if you're feeling bad about the smell of your house, that is, that's what you got to do.
3: There's a company called Soap and Paper Factory. Okay. We used to cover them all the time at Lucky because the woman who runs it was friends with our beauty editor. Mm -hmm. And they make room fragrances. They have several fragrances. They make one room fragrance that is perfect for this time of year because it's Roland Fur, F-I-R, not F-U-R. So it smells very piney and it's really, really nice. I also think getting a eucalyptus plant Getting some eucalyptus leaves and having them can like scent up a room a little. I really, when I clean, I do, I like spray the, um, I spray
2: like a room fragrance on the curtains and maybe I'll do like a couple of spritzes on like pillows and stuff just to freshen things up. Cause I got a lot of fucking animals in this house. Like you 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 have to like, it's, you know, I don't want, I don't want to have a bad smelling house.
3: See, my dog has just, my dog was having some digestive issues and it's now eating wet food. Oh. And that is like the worst, the worst smell of not the worst smell of all smells, but an a untidy smell, a,
2: a top, a top smell. And also you have to smell it in the morning too. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm not excited about that development.
2: I really, and the thing is about a room fragrance spray, they last forever. I've had this for like two years.
3: That's good to know.
2: Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. What do you hope to see in fashion for 2024? I wear jeans every single day. Jeans, sweater, T-shirts, boots, repeat. What can I do to spruce things up or make them more interesting?
3: Oh, man. I mean, that is my 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 issue as well. I wear the same thing on repeat, particularly in the winter because it's just so much easier. You know, I mean, am I going to really say lively accessories? I might. <laughs> I think you are. I mean, I recently, I recently I'll recently, i just say this one lesson. thing I, because you know I've been struggling with trying to wear color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought colored socks on Amazon. All right. Well,
2: yeah. All right.
3: What are they? Just colors or just stripes or what? They're stripes. All right. But I feel like I'm I'm actually making some progress now in that respect. I'm
2: going to. Yes. I think, I think belts, I think. But then again, like the Spanx pants don't have any belt loops. Like, oh, that's not, that's not the game I'm in right now. So let me just take that back. A kerchief. Mm -hmm. I really like, there's a couple of people I've like followed on, on TikTok and I'll see if I can find them and do in the show notes. Like, I don't know. You put a, you put a sweater vest over your normal, you know, button down, you tie a kerchief around your neck, you get a new pair of earrings. You try color on the bottom. Like you buy a bright pair of pants or you're just like, who gives a shit? That I'm I'm kind
3: of at like who gives a shit. I I I kinda am too. I kind of am too. All my life I wanted a uniform. Now I have a uniform and it doesn't make me happy. Why not just be happy with my uniform?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I went away on this trip and I was like, wow, I've really packed this was bad. And then like actually I was like, this is fine. It was just turtlenecks, turtlenecks with a, you know, with a pattern button down on top of it, turtleneck with a sweater jeans i had i brought three pairs of jeans like seven turtlenecks i did like a going out dress up outfit and i put all black with a leopard print belt and gold that's the other thing shoes yeah i have a really i have like that pair of gold um chelsea boots that i really like like that that dresses it up but who really who gives a shit like i think that that's for all of us it's just like it's all right It's all right. There was a night when I went out with and after we knew my dad was okay. And we had been through this like very harrowing day. um, My brother and I went out drinking. Like we were just like, "I I need a drink. Do you want a drink? Like, I know that's unhealthy coping mechanism, but I was like, I fucking earned this drink. And we were in like a really nice bar in Philly. And there were all these young women like dressed to the not like dressed up, Mm -hmm. sexy, dressed up, cool, dressed up. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's over.
3: (laughs) I kind of feel that way. I mean, I spend a lot less money on clothes now. I'm a, I'm a lot less excited to put together the cute little outfit. And why does it matter? It doesn't matter.
2: You know, find the thing, like maybe, maybe treat yourself to a blazer. You're really Mm interested, like that one piece that you're like, this is, you know, This feels special. Like when you find something that feels special because it becomes rarer and rarer, at least for me, buy it. That's what I would say. Excitement pieces. Exactly. Excitement pieces. As everyone knows, I've been in a sexy
3: turtleneck phase. (laughs) Um, Well, here's a question we should just answer. Mm -hmm. Where can we read what Jen's been writing for Yahoo on beauty? I did Google this, but couldn't find any content, though this could obviously be user error.
2: I mean, yeah, they can find it. They can find it on Yahoo and Google my name. It's, I think it's fairly easy. I can put it in the show notes. I'm doing a lot of like dealsy kind of stuff right now. Um, but in the new year, I'm actually meeting with tomorrow, weirdly. I'm meeting with a very, very famous um, Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. And I'm going to be doing a What Actually Works series. Oh um, wow! So I'm meeting with her because I just want to know, like my face is pretty much untouched. I haven't had Botox in months, and I just want to know like what would you what would you do? I'm not saying yeah. I'm going to get it, but what would you do? And there is this new thing that people are anyway, this is kind of off the topic that I'm very interested in, which is instead of filler instead of injectables, they're just kind of like stimulating collagen. I think it's Mm -hmm. called stim and it's like, they like inject you with something that helps your body stimulate collagen. And I don't really understand it yet, but I'm kind of interested in what that could look like, you know, um, and the neck, I'm very interested in what the hell can you do for a neck? That's not a, that's not a neck lift, but, um, I'm going to, so when the, when that start, that stuff starts coming out. I mean, right now I'm writing like, this this jlo's favorite mascara is on sale which jlo's favorite mascara is actually a great mascara but um i'm writing a lot of that but i'm going to be doing like a bigger package
3: bigger packages starting in the new year i'm very you know i am very intrigued by the idea of having an appointment with a plastic surgeon and asking them what would you do yeah right just like what would you do yeah what would you do what would you do like on? is it something i never thought of
2: yeah Yeah. And if they're like, well, I mean, what I think they would be like is, well, you need an eye, you need an eyelid lift. You need filler in your chin and you need a neck lift. That's what I suspect is going to happen. Not need, but if you were wanted to, you know, look look more youthful, that's what I suspect is going to happen. But, um, I'll be curious. I'll be curious, but also I just want to know, I like knowing what things are because also I like knowing because then I like to look at other people and be like, that's your, you got this thing. (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm an asshole ultimately okay should we do one more and then um yes oh okay so this person is asking do you really and i mean actually really believe online relationships specifically those fostered through social media are a reasonable stand-in for real life connection how has social media helped or hindered your sense of belonging um i don't think i ever said that um, that they're a stand-in?
3: No, um, I think we talked about, we've both talked about people who are online friends. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think they're a stand-in at
2: all. And I think the, the more that you're off social media, the better. I mean, but then again, like I get a lot out of social media. I have a community on social media.
3: I've made friends on social media, like yeah. actual friends. So yeah. I, I, I kind of think it's, you know, is it a stand in for like real in-person, like the kind of friendships we were talking about at the beginning of the show? No, no, but, but I absolutely like being on social media has expanded my friendship horizons, I would say.
2: And look, like I don't live, I live in a place I've lived in a long time, but that necessarily doesn't feel like home to me and never really has. My connectedness on social media social media keeps me connected. Like it actually does keep me connected. And then, you know, I have to just maintain a healthy relationship with it because there comes a point when you're on it too much and you know it, you start to feel sick and it's like, you start to feel compare and despair and just grody, you know, it's just, and you have to get off it. And so I'm always like putting Instagram back on my phone and taking it off. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that that's that's it. I mean, we have made a very long episode here. Um, I know. Next episode. So happy holidays, everybody. Next episode is next. It's going to be the full holidays. Next episode will be our best of. And then we have a very special beginning of the new year episode for everybody coming
3: up. Yes, we're looking forward to it.
2: We're looking forward to that. So thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen
3: Romolini. And I'm Kim France.
2: If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms. It really helps people find the show and it really makes a difference to um, our listenership. If you want to support the production of the show, help us pay our editor and keep the lights on. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. Um, it's $3. It's a cup of bad coffee. So thank you <laughs> for that. Thank you for everybody who's there. If you want to follow Kim, you can find Kim on her substack, .substack kimfrance.substack.com, girls of a certain age. If you want to follow my beauty recommendations, not necessarily my beauty writing, but the products that I'm trying all month, I'm liking, or I'm hating, you can find me on Jen Romolini's Vanity on Instagram. You can also pre-order my book, which is coming out next year.
3: And which you should say the name of. Oh,
2: okay. My book, which is called Ambition Monster, and it is coming out next year. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. Oh, you can find us on social media at EIF Podcast, and we're also on Facebook with a robust and private Facebook group. The show is mixed and edited by Natalie Rivera, who we love and we're grateful to, and we will be back next week.